WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. Here in the Chicago area, we are hundreds of miles from the nearest oceans. Yet the impact of climate change on oceans has huge ramifications for us in ways we may not think of. Today's part of our weekly climate segment, we talk with Dr. Sylvia Earle, world-renowned oceanographer and marine biologist. She spoke to me from her home office in California, and I asked her how we should think about climate change and what's happening in the oceans. Warming the planet is not just warming the air, it's warming the ocean. And much of that heat generated in the last couple hundred years increased by our activity, burning fossil fuels, scaling up significantly since the middle of the 20th century and continuing right now to the present time, would have even more dire consequences, but for the ability of the ocean for water, uh, fresh water like the Great Lakes, as well as the ocean, to absorb much of that heat. But too much of what might seem to be a good thing, if you like warm water, um, can be not a good thing. And we're accustomed to the patterns of temperature on the planet. <laughs> Sorry. We've got a rooster. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we are not only seeing changes on the land, but seeing changes in the ocean as well. The heat is one of the main factors in causing a decline of coral reefs. About half are now gone or are in a state of decline just in the last... 50 years or so. And some of that can be attributed to taking fish and other wildlife out of ocean systems, including coral reefs like lobsters and now parrotfish are being exploited heavily. These are critical creatures to the health of ecosystems. And even without the warming, those systems may have crashed. But with the global warming, they're crashing much faster. I imagine there's some people who hear that we're talking about the importance of the oceans, but feel like since they're here in the Midwest, why should we worry about it? Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you live or what you do. The ocean is touching you, really. You may never see nor touch the ocean, but you should thank the ocean for your existence and it is the air that you breathe. It is the water that magically falls out of the sky. But we have altered the system so that while the laws of nature are what they are, we have changed the temperature through the burning of fossil fuels. We've changed the carbon cycle by clear-cutting forests across the globe and by our agricultural system that really alters the water and the carbon cycle, and looking at the consequences now. We can measure the consequences. We're not making this up, mm -hmm. that we are altering the nature of nature through our actions and putting ourselves at risk. I think that those who live in coastal areas are feeling the crunch maybe more personally than those who are living further inland. But in the Great Lakes, you can see that is effectively... <laughs> Um, as large as some inland or semi-enclosed bodies of water called seas, like the Mediterranean. 
um, Great Lakes, the largest interconnected body of fresh water on Earth. And yet it's a tiny fraction of the ocean. And Dr. Earl, you've spoken many times about things that we can do as individuals to reduce damage being done to the oceans. What's your thought on that? I think a major thing right now is to support what nations are beginning to commit to, and that is protection for large areas of the ocean, just as we some years ago began protecting large areas of the land. Our lives depend on it. It's not just a nice thing to do. It's not just to protect what's beautiful and good for our souls. It's good for our existence to protect nature. Um, Earth is a living, natural system. And our approach to nature has been cut it, consume it, eat it, sell it, do whatever. We now see that there's a value beyond dollars and cents. Just think of the fabric of life that has shaped the world over eons. From a planet that was totally uninhabitable, unfriendly for the likes of us, to one that now is suited for us. And we're, we're doing everything in our power, it would seem, to make it unsuitable for us. Mm-hmm. You know, driving climate change, slaughtering the trees as if they will always come back, and all of the extinctions. We can't go back once we've lost critical elements. So, oh, sorry, I'm, we're about to get... We're, I'm going to pick up the rooster while we okay. talk here on the Does table. the rooster have a name? His name is Michelangelo. He likes to eat pine nuts. That's great. Before I let you go, I love that there's a Chicago connection to one of your most famous scientific expeditions in this way. In 1970, the city of Chicago threw a ticker tape parade for you and the first all-female team of women aquanauts that were exploring the ocean. Now, we usually throw ticker tape parades for our sports teams. So that was probably a big deal even in 1970. What was that like? Well, there were astronauts walking on the moon while we were swimming around under the sea in 1970. Of course, the previous year was when the first footprints were put on the moon. So there was a mindset in the public's view that there's something kind of equivalent between aquanauts and astronauts. And the fact that it was a woman's team seemed so unusual that we got the spotlight with, yes, a ticker tape parade down State Street in Chicago. We we were taken to the Shed Aquarium. Mahalia Jackson sang to us. And the then Mayor Daly, Richard Daly, <laughs> gave us the keys to the city and made us honorary citizens. So when I come back to Chicago, as I often do, I feel like I'm home. Well, we hope you come back and visit us again soon. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you. It's great to be a part of the action there in the Great Lakes, where there was once an ocean. (laughs) Something more to look up. That was oceanographer and marine biologist Dr. Sylvia Earle and Michelangelo the Rooster joining us from Oakland, California. Her new book is National Geographic Ocean, A Global Odyssey. If you have a question that you want answered in our weekly climate segment, you can email climate at wbez.org. This is WBEZ, 